Congratulations on your extra time. This is nice. You know, you know, it's about Mm. time, baby. Next day, it will be three hours. (laughs) No, no, no. Two hours is long radio. I'm good with two hours. I do four hours of talk on a Saturday. Oh, I know. So so you need to keep up. Like, you just... Like I, I am ho- I'm, I'm very well with two hours and I'm, I'm going to pray that it stays two hours forever. I, I yeah. don't want a second longer, actually. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I tweeted earlier that I'm going to be talking to you and some yeah. snotty colleague of yours in, in the radio station that you work for, uh, you know, made, made a funny comment about why not I mention blah, blah, blah. So, how should I? How do you introduce yourself when people ask you who are you and what do you do? Wow. Well, I saw that. I didn't take it as snotty. <laughs> ah, all. he's my buddy. I'm saying this <laughs> yes. because he's listening. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, and in fact, I started working with him when mm. I was at Metro Rescue. Ah. <laughs> but my name, I mean, for now, for now, uh, career point of view, I say that I'm in television and I'm in uh, radio as well. I mean, that's, that's what I do. Of course, I mention the, the, the platforms that I work for and not for any other reason but that each platform provides me with uh, a space to be who I am at that any given time. So I'm very fortunate that I've had a career in radio specifically mm. that has been close to 15 years now, um, and I've worked for pretty much all of the major, major, powerful, prolific stations in the country. And, you know, the the reason why I've worked in each of these places, unfortunately enough, has has been as an echo to where I am as a growing human being at the time. Mm. So very young, very rebellious, (laughs) <laughs> you know, radio stations, um, you know, early mornings there at Metro. I mean, as I became more cerebral, as I became more content with who I am, mm-hmm. um, as a broadcaster, you know, then I moved into this talk space. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I describe myself as many, many things, but yes, as a broadcaster, first and foremost, uh, I would just, I would, I'd use that word, but I'm a broadcaster. So I, you can, you can throw me in anywhere. If there's a microphone, um, I'll, I'll come out leading the pack. <laughs> <laughs> so if I asked you then, being a broadcaster, if that's the mm. key uh, descriptor of who you are, does it put enough bread, butter, jam, maybe cheese on top and cream? I mean, that's a phenomenal question. Mm. And... I've got to be very honest in the way that I answer it. I don't think it does for everybody, but I do think it can. So what I mean is our business is extremely competitive. It's, it's unregulated. That's a, you know, a major problem that we have. And it's also full of people who are looking for the next big thing. So if you're looking for the next it girl, the next most exciting voice, Mm. you know, whatever it is. And so within that context, it can be very challenging to stake your claim and have an economically viable career. But I do know that if you are the hardest working one, 
if you are the one who is probably the easiest to work with mm-hmm. um, and if you maintain your relationships because what we do is not a job. We, we, we are semi-running our own business, businesses. So, you know, in a business, you have to have excellent relationships with all of your stakeholders. And mm-hmm. so if you're able to do that and maintain that, I don't want any of the people I work for to think of me as a headache or a burden for yeah. their not a fleeting moment. Say again? It's not a fleeting moment. No. Yeah. No. So, do you save and what percentage of what you make do you save? Okay, so I when I turned 23 uh, it was the second year that I was on the youth radio station. Mm. By the way, you still look 23 but yeah, continue. Thank you. No, 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 no. We we content here. We very content. The youth radio. Yes. Um, and I started earning a substantial amount of money. And I, a friend of mine said, you know what, you need uh, not only for budget, but you need to start thinking about getting a financial advisor and doing these things. Not yeah. always saved, but just in terms of like saving at the back, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I started investigating other ways to save, mm. whether it's property, whether it's endowments, whether it's... Offshore wasn't, I think, as easily available then as it is now, um, etc. and so forth. So I say all of this to say, yes, absolutely I save. Um, I have been saving for a while. I think it's very important for females, people who are getting into the workspace as young women, black women, Save, be very, very strict with the advisors that you have, and because you know they will do what they will do for anyone. But if you have specific goals and you're armed with knowledge, you can use the tools that they have at their disposal to your advantage. Mm. So, so, absolutely. When I, I, I mean, I, I can't necessarily give a percentage point of how much okay. I save, but but, but it is but it is enough. It is enough. Good. It is, I mean, look, I mean, can it ever be enough? What are we saving towards? Well, <laughs> any investments, significant investments? Well, what I can tell you about is, is I have a set of these five-year endowments, right? And I did that especially because it's very nice mm. in the fifth year, every year thereafter to get like a nice lump sum of money like mm. money right mm-hmm. and so every year um i'll start a new endowment and they carry on for five years and every month you get debit to that amount so that covers a few things one the fact that at the beginning of the month i pay myself so that's that's by these money and it goes off immediately with my cell phone, with my bond, with the car, with everything, it immediately goes into savings. So I don't even have to think about that. And the second thing is, 
you know, they're flexible in a way that if I need anything, then I can borrow from it, I can take from it after a few, uh, after a few years. But the thing is, I mean, I love the most, um, and, and this all comes from my family, is property. You know, um, my aunt is 22 when she first owned her own home. And I mean, you can imagine that mm. was in the, what, the 80s yeah. in South Africa. The black woman. Uh, wow. Always that man. And then my mom um, has a very similar story, and, and she also was able to do that at the age of 23. And so from that role modeling, um, you know, I've been able to very silently do my own portfolio and, and look after myself in that way. Because another thing in our industry, as entertainers, as freelancers, as television and radio people, and I'd imagine it extends to musicians and actors. Um, I was actually telling someone this weekend that I don't have these days. I don't work. I don't get paid. It's as simple as that. Have, oh, that's it. I don't have medical aid that the company contributes towards. Mm. I don't have, you know, I took four months of um, uh, um, maternity. maternity leave. Even I know that, Bobby. <laughs> maternity leave, and I was completely unpaid during those four months. Um, you know, there, there are all sorts of things that people don't realize that if you are in this position where you're kind of working for yourself, you're freelancing, um, you have to put all of those things in place for yourself. So that's that's one of the, the biggest reasons why sometimes we hear these stories of people who haven't been able to look after themselves into old age or into illness. And it's something that I, I really feared when I was first getting into the business. I was afraid of that. Mm. Um, and so fortunately, I was able to make some decisions uh, early on to help myself. Okay. 23 minutes after 7 o'clock, uh, you're on Fame and Fortune. Our guest is Babi Muloy, radio and television personality queen. I call her a queen in that space. Oh, wow. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no doubt about that. Pabi, uh, uh, in your view, are mm. the concepts, the, these two concepts, fame and fortune, are they related? Mm. Wow. These are fantastic questions. Thank you. <laughs> fame and fortune, are they related? Mm. Do they follow? Well, I think yes and no, because they don't necessarily have to follow. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the issue is that people sometimes, out of naivety, will follow something that will bring them fame, thinking fame translates into fortune. Mm. Now, until the rise of social media, in my life personally and in my career, I have not seen fame translate into random sense in my career. Mm. Fame, maybe someone will want you to endorse their um, special new product, and so they'll say, you know, because you're famous, everyone's going to see you wearing my product. It's like that, like any child. And they'll give you all of the shoes, right? Mm-hmm. And I have never been to a bank and been able to pay for anything by any child. So that is not random sense. That's, yeah. that's something completely different. And I think um, 
just off of the top of my head. Only recently, the way that the entertainment industry is built, only recently has the shift been made where you can leverage the fact that you are so well-known, the fact that you are beloved into actual, you know, commerce. Mm. So, so I want to say it doesn't necessarily have to follow. Uh, I have to say, personally, I think being um, economically stable and independent, financially independent, is much more appealing than being famous. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's murky waters. It's, so, uh, you can either say it's murky waters or you can say it's a, it's a delicious cocktail, depending on what mood you're in. <laughs> so, have you ever been broke? Oh, yes. And how did you come out of it? Um, yeah, I mean, I let's see, back when I was about 18 or 19, mm. um, I was working for um, a radio station in Southampton, and I think I was just being underpaid. I think that's. And we all? I think that's the bottom line. I don't know if we're all underpaid. I don't know. I, I think sometimes, uh, the, you know, we've heard about all of these people who have been um, complaining about internships, mm. unpaid internships, where you go in and you pretty much do a full day of work for a stipend. Now, to still be expected to travel every day there, whether it's an organic or in your own car, you know, it's ridiculous to expect somebody to be able to do that. So I suspect that there was an element of being underpaid at that point. Mm-hmm. And yes, so I was on my way to do my shift and I got stuck on the highway. And um, I'll never forget. And I, I, you know, happened to scrape together five, six, seven, ten rands walked down on the highway um, and got a two-liter bottle of petrol, got it in my car, went to work, obviously in complete hysterics. Yeah. I'm working so hard and I, I have no income to show for it. Mm. And one of the guys at work, ungathered, gave me 50 rand. And um, yeah, and then, and then I was able to borrow like a few hundred from my aunt until payday. Wow, and look at you now, eh? Look at you now. You stayed the no, course. You, you no, stayed no the one. course. I love this. I love this. What's your no. biggest extravagance? What is this one thing that, in spite of your financial literacy and your discipline with money and frugality, what is this one thing that, you know, you, you, you let your gut down every time you think about it? Or you, you uh, st- it's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> Am I really going to be that honest with you? <laughs> Well, you know, I, I can, I can put, I can put the mic off, so I mean the thing off, so that the listeners don't hear. So I'll okay, hear it wait, alone. Maybe, maybe, maybe you make me feel more comfortable. Tell me yours. What's your biggest extravagance? Golf. Okay. It doesn't matter how times are tough. I will play golf. Really? Yeah. Hmm. What, uh, what is yours, Bobby? Sure, that's very interesting. I mean, mine then isn't, isn't in the same league at all hmm. um, but I have over my life had really nice cars mm. <laughs> mm. Ah. okay yeah okay 
Good. I'm answered. Good. I'm answered. I like I like the answer. It's a perfect answer. Nothing wrong yeah. with that answer. You work yeah. hard. Yeah. Tell, tell me, you know, I, I don't see anything wrong there. You gotta you gotta thank yourself from, from time to time, you know? So look, it's not the wisest financial investment and because I'm so strict with myself, I I, I always think ah no. Early, I could just be. That, that's why it's called. That's why I, it's called I, an extravagance. That's why it's called an extravagance. It's not a. It's not yeah. an investment unless you're buying special sports cars, no, whose, no, whose no, value no, no. don't it doesn't doesn't uh, yeah. you know yeah. uh, lo- uh, get lost. So, tell me, we, we're running out of time because you you answer like a politician. You speak for forever. Anyway, I'm, <laughs> I, I I I look I look at your career and it's it's been a long successful yeah. career. W- would you say you've Thank made you. it? When you look back, would you say? I've made it. It's interesting you ask. Now I'm self-conscious about the length of my answers. Oh, yeah, it's interesting <laughs> that you ask that because there was a time where I really wanted to do, um, you know, an SABC One game show. Mm. And then I got to do that. Then there was a time where I really wanted to work for this radio station and be national. And then I got to do that. And then there was a time where I wanted to do talk radio, and I've got to do that. So um, I, I am picking off goals and dreams as they happen, but I still always have brand new goals and dreams and visions. Mm. So I, I don't know if I'll ever feel that I've made it because I'm always evolving, and therefore the things that I want and desire and work towards are always evolving. Last question. Mm. Again, based on your amazing career over the years radio television you know broadcaster is a great broadcaster Uh, and i'm gonna change the question slightly because i ask it the same way with you i'll change it when did you make your first one million u.s dollars (laughs) when did i i don't even think (laughs) (laughs) come on in today's terms it's just about 13.5 million Rand. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's why I asked mm. the question. I don't know why you want to be so specific about <laughs> <laughs> Because we call the feature fame and fortune. We like the fortune part more. <laughs> so are you speaking to people who've made their first dollar million? A few of them have told us yes. A few said no. Mm. And a few others were just cagey. And you're not going to be in the latter group. Allow me to be cagey. Okay, give me something cagey then. Um, what I'll say to you is this. Um, I have a passion for personal finance because I believe that being financially in- independent, especially as a woman, can help and at least protect you from a lot of the social ills that we're seeing at the moment. The gender-based violence, the, femi- mm. the femicide. You know, if you're a woman who's able to remove herself from an abusive marriage, for example, because you're able to live by yourself and look after your children by yourself, that gives you so much strength and um, freedom, right? It gives you a chance to live. Yeah. And for me, that's far more important than, you know, being able to drop the latest labels and talk about... Uh, you know, what you've been able to do. If that, for me, is something that I want my sisters to have a real firm grasp on more than anything else. It doesn't ca- get cagier than that. Pavi Muloy, it's been wonderful to chat into you on Fame and Fortune. Pity you were not in studio. And the line was not always faithful, but we got you. And thank you very much for your time. 
Thank you so much. Have a great evening. And you too. And that concludes Fame and Fortune. When we come back, the lines are open.